just stealing, wheeling, and dealing. Ah, uh, Rolex wearing. Uh, yes, Let it's hard stop. to keep these crocodiles down. <laughs> man, you know what it is. It's Southside Rabbi, man. I'm here with KB. Yes, sir. The illustrious. Mm-hmm. Yes. The 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 grammatically correct. Wow. The 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 amazing. The 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 uh, he's the apotheosis of swag. Whoa, is that a word? Yeah, it is. Apotheosis. Apotheosis. Sound like great Greek or something. Right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, Dictionary.com, best friend, baby. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are here with the captain of swag. Wow. We are here with the. You see the khaki. We are here with the general of 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 of. Ooh. Ooh. See if you can, see y'all can't see this because you're, you're listening to it right now. Yeah. He's brushing himself off. You heard me, baby. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying I'm here with KB. Yeah, Kevin I'm glad Lasher to be Burgess. here. Glad to be here with uh, also none other than I mean the dream, the mean machine <laughs> with lots of green. A team that is mean. You have to give him what he needs, or he will make you bleed <laughs> for free. Don't play with me, Hudson. Don't play. Thank you, Trizzy. Yes. He's probably gonna want to check for that. Wow. Now listen, if y'all don't, if y'all don't know, the reason that we call this Southside Rabbi, first of all, me and KB are from Southside St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now some of y'all may know St. Petersburg, Florida, as a place where a lot of old Anglo-Saxon yes. the, the temperature folks, is the same as the age of the average person. Right. They come to retire mm-hmm. and live their life in their synecdoche mm-hmm. out. Wow. In Senectitude. Senectitude. You just are one brilliant today, boy. You know that? I'm just bringing out Rolodex and Dictionary Terms today, baby. Don't play with you me. You know, so what I do. Free smoke, free smoke. <laughs> Don't free test smoke, my vocab. Smoke, so what I do is I just read the dictionary before the show and say I'm going to use these four words mm-hmm. so that people can be impressed with me and think that my vocabulary is extensive. Yeah. And, and then they'll be more inclined to trust what you say. Right. Yeah. Because if you use big words, uh-huh. then that shows everybody that you can be trusted. That's right. Right? And Hallelujah. that you know what you're talking about. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. Daddy Opusis. <laughs> no, but on the real, we're from uh, Southside St. Petersburg. It's not... Uh, well, first of all, right now, it's being gentrified like crazy. Oh, yes. So I went to go visit my mom the other day, and they had a brewery over there. Those are the signs. That's the signs. Beer, coffee, bike shops... White women jogging after eight. After eight. Yes. And the the restaurants where they have the little uh, wooden thing outside that you throw th- uh, beanbags in. The, the cornhole. Cornhole. We call it the beanbag <laughs> hole throwing? The beanbag hole throwing game. When you see one of those outside of uh, of, an, of an apartment complex or a- uh, You already know what's right, happening. Or a cafe. That means that you are about, uh, you probably got about a good six months left until you're about to get pushed out that mug. Dog. Unless you can pay double in rent. Wow. To, yes. to remain so uh yeah man there's a lot of gentrification happening uh and I, sure. I went back to the south side to see my mom and i was like man there's a condo popping up over here there's sure. a uh there's a um a brewery place there yeah uh and yeah i think that uh, a lot of people say well you know well, gentrification is good you know it's mixing cultures but let me tell you that mixing of culture only lasts but so long it's bro. in the transition normally it, right the mixing of cultures is a As transition we're mixing you out of this neighborhood we are, we are yeah we are transitioning you out yes so we are tolerating you playing uh a little baby at, at 8 30 a.m yes for a little while and then we're yeah. gonna start calling the police sure, sure sure and then that mother's gonna go downhill we should have somebody who knows like a lot about gentrification on this show yeah. to help explain and tell ministers how they can not be a asset to gentrification Ooh. in many of these neighborhoods. Ooh. Cause that's what we see happen a lot, Doc. Free smoke, free smoke. Yeah. Hey. 
We do. Like, like dudes will, people will literally position their churches where they see the poor communities getting pushed out. That's true. They're like, well, then if these little single parent, I mean, these little uh, single house, single uh, family homes are right. are being built in, we see the, the breweries coming in. That means that the times and offerings going to be coming in. Right. Here's a good place to start teaching Jesus in my skinny jeans and boots. I, the South Side in general, Doc, right. is when I think of, I'm, I'm always referring to the South Side as an analogy for any any area or people group place or issue that is often forgotten, right? Right, right. I just mark it by that which is overlooked. Yes. And it is sad that churches kind of become, church planning movements become this kind of like uh, uh, champion uh-huh. of forgetting people. Right. It's because we, we never thought how to include uh, a certain tongue or culture or people group in our service. So mm-hmm. it's much easier to just organize our fellowship, excluding them. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right, right. And uh, which is antithetical to mission. Right. That's not the what mission is. The whole idea of mission is Jesus, he modeled going to the forgotten. Right. The, those who could not defend themselves, he brings defense and resource, all that. But that's not what we're here to talk about yeah, today. And mission is also not meant to be homogenous. But Oh, we about to get cultural. Preach mouth, preach mouth. So uh <laughs> one more thing. What's so the significance of the South Side for you and I. Right. The youngest person to run for city council. Yes. She uh announced her her candidacy right. in uh she's part of the Uruhu movement, which oh. Maybe had a really good conversation with the cats from Uruhu about Christianity. Which and is a black nationalist group that yeah. has been in the South Side of St. Petersburg for a long for time. For as long as I can They remember. had this mysterious building that we never knew what was in it or I'm what like, they were doing. I don't doing. know. What's that? Animal sacrifices? But they were basically kind of printing up these magazines right. that were designed to, to bring light on injustices and right. empower black people. They... Are on FBI's watch list for terrorism. Yeah, they're they're. Mm. And when I went over there, I was like, I, you know, I was like, man, y'all are here, y'all doing stuff, and let's talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we started some conversation, and I was with them on a lot of the concerns that they had about the community. Mm-hmm. But in that mug made a turn, and then when I brought up Jesus, you would have thought. I was talking about a three-legged horse uh, that I won the, the Kentucky the, Derby with. Wow! Yeah, like they was like, "How you just seem smarter than that?" That's like, crazy. It feels how they see Jesus is like antithetical. For though. real, like how could you be aware of of black conscious s things and still and believe then in be Jesus. a Christian? Right. This seems like that's the that's the thought. If you care about the issues that pertain to the neighborhood you came from, mm-hmm. then you will. I, you know, de facto leave right. the Lord Jesus. Right. And I love those conversations. Very modern idea for black oh, people. That's what that's the first thing we say. I was like, do you have a history book? Yeah, it's very modern idea for, Dude, for Christianity. People, for black people to believe. Jesus has been seen in distinction to the masters and the uh supremacists that abused him for their own purposes. Right. That his reputation for a lot of black culture has been preserved as one who isn't tainted by the abuses of whitewashing. Right. So I was like, man, actually, the legacy of Christianity in your people starts from North Africa. Right. West Africa to South Side St. Petersburg. All the way here. 
That that has been the 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 the, the means by which people have endured. That's the pres- it's that, that's, holding on to Jesus. That is what that's me holding on yeah. to Jesus as a black man is me being more in step with my ancestors than you are. Right. Um, that's facts. Let's put some black cards on the table. Facts. Facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyways, that didn't go over too well. <laughs> but uh, but we did have the conversation. Anyways, that didn't go over well. <laughs> So anyways, what are we here to talk about today? Bro, we are here to talk about your new track, Lincoln. Yes, indeed, brother. Yes, brother. That's all, that's all I have to say about that. Lincoln on my brain. So, the joint is fire, bro. Thank you so much. God um, bless you. Number one, I have a question. Yes. Why call it Lincoln? That's a very good question. Because you know I'm about to ask some questions. Yes. yes. People are going to want to know why you called it Lincoln. Absolutely. If it's after Abraham Lincoln, uh-huh. Cass is going to want to know why, because Abraham Lincoln was problematic. <laughs> to say the least. Yes. That's an and, understatement. Uh, so, so Cass, I, 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 can, I can already hear people asking. Especially people that are well 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 uh, versed in history. Sure. They're gonna say, Why Lincoln? Yes. It is after Abraham Lincoln. Right. I stand by that for these reasons. Before I give them, let me at least acknowledge that I get why some of the audience may be confused. I know Lincoln had some serious issues. I mean he uh had a developing understanding of how we as a society should approach black people. Um, however, he was mainly politically uh, focused. He spent most of his time um, trying to win over the support of a largely racist nation, mm-hmm. which meant that he did not see slavery as the moral, ethical um, dilemma that he should have saw it as. Right. In fact, a lot of folks don't even believe that he was an abolitionist. That's problematic. Yet, at the same time, there's two things that I want to say. Right. One, there's no way to think about anybody from Martin Luther King to William Wilberforce uh, to Malcolm X, whoever you want to bring to the table. There's no way, or we go into theology, Jonathan Edwards, uh, Dabney, the Puritans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so on, A.W. Tozer. Rush Dooney. Yeah, we could keep, keep going, bro. Right, I mean, right. there's no way to appropriate them to our lives without giving some grace to their failures. Mm-hmm. Moreover, there's no way to appropriate each other's lives. Like, how do I understand you? Right. How can you understand me? Apart from the fact that I fail and have been way off on things. So I think that there is a kind of charity that we have to bring to history or we won't be able to appreciate what anybody has done. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's the flavor of why I feel confident of saying, yes, Abraham Lincoln had some real issues. And there's been a whole lot of revisionist history around the abolition movement in general, that all of the ideas that undergirded the 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 plans to send black people out of this country uh-huh. after they were freed, uh-huh. many of those ideas are still existing to this day. Right. Well, there's a kind of we just don't the humanity of the of the African American is such that it doesn't gel with the broader society. Uh or it just doesn't that there's something biologically off or pathologically off. Right. Like this some of those same ideas it's, which came from purely racist uh, uh, philosophy and reasoning exists today and we need so I appreciate the pushback from those that are like why would you name your song Lincoln as an African American man who is mildly conscious of history like yes ask me that 
have a concern about that yeah. because the, the the reasons that we the reasons why we push back against that is uh, are reasons that are absolutely valid and need to be brought down. However, we would be dishonest if we didn't say that Lincoln did not play a role in the freeing of the captives. Absolutely, that he in some ways was used by God to help move the ending of slavery up the field. Absolutely, and largely he has become the picture of. Of, uh, of freedom in this country. So I also felt that I had a little bit of latitude to, to roll into that because, yeah, I get it. You uh, are seen as a captive freer, and the song isn't about you. The song isn't to honor you. The song is actually to honor Jesus, and I'm going to use you as an analogy to what you and I ought to be doing in our lives, what God has called us to do, what God does for us and in us is that he frees us from our captivity, and we are an extension of that in the way that we live our lives and we're on mission. Right. So... That's why I chose Lincoln. That's the analogy. Try to see it artistically. Yes. If you if you look at it as facts and history, like like no, I'm say facts. If you look at it as rigid as you approach facts, mm-hmm. then of course. But if you see it in, as an interpretation, hey, there's a picture of a bird. What does that mean to you? Right. What was the author trying to communicate? Mm-hmm. Well. I think he was trying to communicate the way that we are terrorizing this this uh, uh, the Amazon rainforest by terror. I mean, it, it could right. be. Yeah, right. that's what I was trying to say. Well, man, bro, I just saw a bird. Right. Well, that's not what I meant. I was trying to say, man, oh, we're tearing down to... the Amazon rainforest. These birds ain't got no trees to land on. So here in my heart as the author, uh, the artist, but also go with me into this world of art where we can take pieces of a legacy and then tease it out into an artistic expression. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So without further ado, I actually want us to get into the track and, and deconstruct it a bit. Let's do it. So I'm going to probably be pausing it at some, at some parts and asking you about it to elaborate on, on what you mean. Yeah. Ill track. So let's get to it. Let's do it. Exclusive. Hey. Okay, okay, yeah. Lincoln on my brain. I got pennies in my name, yeah. Still gon' free the states. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Squad like DOJ, yeah. Justice in my veins. We was woke before the phrase. I could, I could quit today. Yeah. Happy off the stage. I gotta I- ask. I gotta ask. We were woke before the phrase. Oh, What is that about? So, I, I think I'm woke. I think. I didn't create the term. I think so, Shadow. Yeah, I might be. Um, I didn't create the term, so I don't really have a whole lot of interest in going to war for it. Right. Um, but I think what the the phrase communicates and what the Bible talks about is the regular practice of those who follow Jesus are in a lot of ways congruent. The Bible it it goes on and on about being awake. Right. Uh, it's a command in scripture. You must arise and be aware to really get anything of spiritual significance done. I think about Ephesians 5, awake sleeper, arise from the dead, Christ will shine on you. Or 2 Corinthians, the, uh, the text is, um, in order that Satan may not outwit you, uh, do not be ignorant of his devices and schemes. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is that many of us are unaffected by the darkness around us because we're sleeping in it. Mm. And the devil deals in that kind of deception. That's That's his business. His business is to deceive. And his work continues uh, through our not being aware in probably multiple ways, but I can think of at least two. Mm. One is ignorance. You literally don't know what you don't know. 
I get it. Many of us are literally living our lives basing on what we will accept as truth on whether or not we've heard it before. Mm. That can't be true. Because I've never heard it. I've never heard that. If I've never heard it before, then it can't be true. It can't be true. That's illogical. Yes, and the enemy loves to germinate and sort of like grow all kinds of deception in your willful ignorance. Mm -hmm. I think that the other thing, among many, but at least two, is blatant denial. Right. And, and, And when I say... Denial, I'm talking about like plausible deniability. I'm talking about the type of denial that you do that you feel good about. You feel safe to do it. Right. You and know if somebody saying? accuses you of it, they can't really prove it. That's right. Because it's it's that which you, you, you can deny it and your conscience feels cool with it. Uh, and the enemy is really, really good at exploiting that sort of um, predilection in us. Mm-hmm. The enemy is good at encouraging us to reject the things that we don't want to be true. I don't want it to be true. So, like, it, it, like he turns our lives into, like, Google. Mm-hmm. You're, like, on Google. Right. If you want anything to be true, right. you can find support for it, even if it isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> People treat Google like God. That's right. So it's and the God it's, of the internet. That's right, where you literally can bring in some absolute, all-powerful truth that always caters your opinion. Right. If the world was the internet, God would be Google. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there's a... Uh, there's, that's something we got to be aware of. So right. in my mind, to be woke, as I have understood it, for those who name the name of Christ, is to be aware, to be hip to, to be conscious of how the enemy of our souls uses ignorance and denial to further the darkness in our world, particularly in the area of racial partiality, mm. which is what racism is. Right. It's, it's, the, it's James 2. It's, it's a violation of James chapter 2. Absolutely. When it talks about not being partial. Absolutely. That's exactly what racism is. Absolutely. And when I said woke before the phrase, I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying the work of racial reconciliation, which includes challenging systems, it's uh, anti-racism, it's repentance, it's restitution. It did not begin a couple years ago on Twitter. Mm. This has been something that's been fought through for centuries, okay? And if all we know is hit pieces and and hashtags, if that's the fuel of our protests, we're always going to be approaching things with nothing more than rage and always falling short of redemption. Right. Which is where I think we need to be. I mean, that's what we want, right? We don't want to just be volleyballing, you know, across a net opinions. We want to see real change. You want to see folks in the neighborhoods that we're arguing about transform. We want to see people outside the neighborhood who uh, ignore sort of the issues that the vulnerable Mm -hmm. go through. We want to see their hearts hearts broken. Because the fact of the matter is not only has this been a, a long battle, it's been a long battle that's been rooted in a lot of texts, uh-huh. a lot of books, right, right, a lot of sermons, a lot of speeches. Let's start with the most important, the Bible, right. This is, and even in all this woke, as we as we have sort of seen the evolution of um, more conscious Christians, mm-hmm. one of the temptations is to feel like. Jesus doesn't have anything to say about these things. So if we're going to get ammo to fight this war, we have to pull it exclusively from those who do not name the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. That could not be further from the truth. The Bible is replete with justice because that flows from the heart of God. That's who he is. uh, Right now I'm thinking about uh, Moses and Miriam in in Numbers, the book that nobody reads. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So Miriam and Aaron spoke against 
Moses because he married a Kushite. Right. And Kushites are uh, from Africa with darker skin. Dark skin yeah. Almost every theologian, excuse me, almost every scholar, Old Testament scholar that sort of re, sort of deals with the, the Hebrew here, yeah. sees that there is a skin color. It doesn't exist in the racial categories right. that we think of today, but there still is an emphasis on you outside working from Africa. Right, right. Which gives a and if you're out, if you're a woman that's working outside in the field, then it also means that you're most likely darker. You're darker, right? This you see this in the uh, in Song of Solomon. You do see this in chapter Song of Solomon. one, right? Where you have this woman who has to be affirmed by Solomon as beautiful because she's tripping over the darkness of her skin, right? Which comes from the work she was doing, absolutely in the sun, absolutely, right? Literally, uh, the, the the text uses a word that it means sun kissed. Yes, yep. So there's there's these. These ideas of looking down on darker skin in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And how does God respond to it in both cases? Well, let's just deal with the one in Numbers. Right. God sees Miriam, who's complaining about Moses' dark wife. And what does God do? He says, you like being light-skinned, huh? Oh, you like you like white, huh? <laughs> you like light and bright, so you're, huh? You're worshiping, you're worshiping biology. Okay. All right. I got something for you. All right. God, the Bible says, strikes her with leprosy, but the text gets real particular in a mm. way that it typically doesn't get with, le- with leprosy. Right. It usually assumes that you know what leprosy is doing That's to a right. person's the skin. T- the text literally says, made white as snow. Piper has a John Piper has a, a great uh, explanation where he does his devotional and then he talks about so, some of the ways that he struggled with racism in his own heart. Yeah. That really looks at this in an in-depth uh, way, and I encourage folks to, to Google that. But man, the point is clear. God, in his anger, is not cool with the way that we look at people on their appearance and then be, to be, and then begin assigning value. Right. So I also think about Ephesians I mean, two fifteen. Man judged by, by by outward appearance. Absolutely, so the scriptures make it very God clear. God is into the heart. God wants you to see what He sees. That's right. the point. Right. All of life is sinking my vision with, with God's, God's vision. vision. Amen. I think about Ephesians two fifteen. This is the Bible and what it has to say about this conversation. It has way more to say about this than anybody else does, in my opinion. Even though lots of there's other other good things that we got to get into that are not in the Bible, which I'll talk about here in a second. But Ephesians two fifteen. What's the end? What is the answer to all of the division that exists among the races? Mm -hmm. Is that God would come in, send something, send a person that would break the wall of hostility. And when that wall of hostility breaks, he takes the separated and joins them into one by the blood of his son. Amen. His purpose, Ephesians 2.15, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. So when I say wokeness, I'm thinking about it in terms of peace, not division. Um, there is some division that needs to happen, right. but it's for the sake of peace. Right. So that we could, again, be moving things away from evil towards godliness, towards righteousness. Uh, I'm not trying to get drunk off of white tears. Like, I, I see that sort of, uh, that, that, that tone and that vibe online where it's like, let's oh, shame white them. tears. Let's shame I got a them. glass full of white tears, and then I got a glass full of ice made from white tears. I put the white tear ice in the white tear water, <laughs> and I drink it for sustenance. 
That's what that that I see. I see it all the time. Ah, I need it. White tears and liberal tears and, and liberal they, 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 tears. People just all love the it. liberal tears. Oh, and it's the same there's thing. There's mugs, head, headbands. People just wearing head. Oh yes, like it's 2003. I saw a dude the other day that was his profile picture. He's like literally his bio is to make Christ known among the nations. White or liberal tears yeah, is his profile so pic. Crazy. What are you? What? What? What are we doing here? What, what are we aiming for? Right. What, what are is, we aiming for? What is the aim? Yes, because yeah. if if the kingdom of God is in our vision, then how is all of this jabbing, shame throwing, or tri- and tribalism and tribalism right. fit into that narrative? It, it does not. And that what I would say is what it means not to be woke. Right. Because if you want to think about what wokeness is, a wokeness that does not include Jesus's redemption and his vision for yeah. humanity is a wokeness that will not last and make sense in the end. Yeah. And 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 you may be conscious about some things, but in in reality. You are really sleep. You're sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> You're still walking in darkness. Absolutely. As, as woke as you think you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Also, think about what Ephesians says when we think about wokeness. It's uh, the uh, Paul says in Ephesians that we call out things in the dark so we can bring them to the light. Right. And I love that Paul says that arise from your sleep, mm. Christ will shine on you. Right. That this is almost prerequisite. You have to be aware or you cannot repent. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to be aware or you cannot move forward. Awareness, not alone. Awareness matched with re- repentance and redemptive action brings all the transformation that we need. Right. Last thing I'll say, man, is that when I say woke before the phrase, I'm also saying I'm the type of brother that really wants to point to those who are experts in this area. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm popular does not mean that I'm capable. I am not. I don't. I don't need to be the one that needs to be the arbitrary of how arbiter of how we think about uh, all things uh, social justice. Right. All things. Uh, all things that have to do with theology. All things that have to do with engagement. I think one of the things that we can do, especially those who have a following, is point to men and women who've sat with these things. Mm-hmm. They have been thinking through it. That they can help walk us through it, so that we can be an advocate for those who are sort of deep in this. And I bring that up because I have met a many of people, uh, influencers, who have been woke for 10 minutes. Oh, and now they're PhDs. PhDs attacking everybody else. Right. When, um, when Mike Brown, when Mike Brown was killed, there was all sorts of movement around Ferguson. Mm-hmm which the nation didn't know existed before this. Right. Nobody knew what Ferguson was. They know about Ferguson. Unless you uh, follow NPR <laughs> and you heard um, and that. You, and you heard the uh, problem that we all live with by Nicole Hannah-Jones. Hannah if Jones. you haven't, go listen to that. Please. Yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah. One of my homies was there. He lived in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And hey, I guess he won't mind me saying his name. Flame. Yeah. Shout out Flame. Shout out to Flizzy. Flame was, uh, he lived in St. Louis at the time. And I had another friend of mine come up to me and say, man, Flame ain't doing nothing, man. Like this dude, this dude, this is right in his backyard. Where, where is he? He's not being active enough. And I said, I just got off the phone with Flame last night. He's in Ferguson, flesh and blood, standing there. Right. Serving the people, hearing the questions, praying for folks, right. spending his money. That's one of the things they did. They rushed Ferguson and started spending all their money in the city to help uh, fund uh, some of the operations around right. the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the the situation that was happening there. So I'm like, 
just because this is what we get. We really, we really put our visibility online next to our actual on the ground work and effort to the point where we'll begin to denounce people who aren't as vocal as we are on Twitter. And what I'm saying is that this is the kind of immaturity that I want to avoid that I have felt even in my own life by sitting with men and women who have, you know, sort of stood the test of time. They have studied this. And my last recommendation is get some good books. Right. Not just from folks who who uh who whose curric whose books are found in the curriculum at your favorite seminary or your favorite theologian. Yeah, that's that's what I was um gonna say too, is that we kind of confuse when it when we start talking about expertise in certain areas, especially when it comes to like academia, we start thinking like just because the people that we're listening to has like uh, masters in th- their masters in theology, yeah, or they have their masters in divinity, right. and they're good theologians. Right. That it also means that they're good historians, mm. and those things are those are two different disciplines they're in very a sense. Different disciplines. Just because you're really good with theology and maybe very good with the history of the church doesn't mean that you're very good with history, yes, uh, justice or the history of like America. Absolutely, there's a lot of great theologians who are terrible historians. Absolutely, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to drop any names, but there's a lot of <laughs> they're uh, out there. They're, they're out there, and um and uh, and 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 they uh they have done damage yes. with with their own historical analysis. Yes, and I would recommend. I think KB would like really getting some books by people who have real expertise, proven expertise in these areas. Yes. And we can be instructed by that. There was a lot of um, suggestions that arose out of our return to the visibility of racial unrest because I'm calling it visibility because racial unrest has marked this country for 400 years. It's never went anywhere. Yeah, so it's, and, and that's what it feels like to some folks. They're yeah, like, people feel like, oh, it just started oh, with Oh my Brown. goodness. Now, yeah. you know, or Trayvon Martin. That's right. Like, man, like, but there, again, when I say woke before the phrase, I'm not, I, it, it could seem a little more confident than it actually is. Right. I'm meaning that to say that, that there are individuals who have been in the trenches working through these things before y'all cared about them. Right. And this is why I feel, I feel so grateful for my pastor who one mm. has walked through my life. He has went through his twenties, went through his thirties right? and he's done it loving Jesus and loving uh, those in majority and minority culture. Right. So that in all of this, that as your emotions rise to the table, rise to the, we all feel when our emotions pop up and say, you need to, Violence. Right. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Break the window. Down. Break the window. Anarchy. When my emotions rise up to, to, to do that, this is when good godly men and women step in with discipleship to help temper that. Right. I get the anger. I get the rage. I'm, I haven't told much of my story uh, from a racial standpoint growing up, but we will on this show. Right. I know what it's like to have deep-seated emotions towards those from the majority culture who are treating you improperly. Yeah, man. we felt it. We felt the rage. I know what it feels like. Right. But the Spirit of God wants to be all over that. Right. And to use that for something that furthers the work of the kingdom um, and not sort of uh, place barriers. Right. We got to talk about this. We're probably only going to get through the first verse in this episode. I'm going to be quicker. I'm going to so, faster comments. 
Granddaddy couldn't read. Yes. Daddy was a slave. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say it right? Yes. What did I, okay. His daddy. His daddy was a slave. He made, made meals off real estate. Yes. What is that about? I am instructed by the simple yet profound resilience and faith of those who preceded me. Yeah. And I've been especially struck when Jesus was the one fueling right. that, that resilience and that, that faith. And, um, and that's what we saw. I mean, yeah, my, my, my grandfather could not read. He had, didn't have an education, uh, yet he was one of the most important developers in Southside St. Petersburg. Yeah. Yeah. Grocery stores, bought churches, all these things. And I'm like, yo, I owe it to the, the legacy and the faith of those who came before me to not be a coward. Mm. And to not let the circumstance that I have, you give me lemons, I don't care what you give me, I'll turn into the lemon meringue pie. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Let's get into it. D-O-A, I got H-G under A. I watch you go war on tweets, but your profile only changed. Ooh. Okay, okay, yeah. Southside, 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 yeah. That's what I spend down time. Hey. I mean, and I don't rap, I check the podcast. Shout out, I mean the dream. I don't want to fight with trolls. I mean the dream. I just want to fight with souls. I just want to be light. You just want to be right. Okay, okay. So, I don't want to fight with trolls. I just want to fight with souls. I just want to be light. You just want to be right. Yes. Well, let's 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 get to it. Yeah, What's that? To, I, I'll, I'll be real quick. Free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke. I am not interested in going the back. So I am not interested in going back and forth with people who serve mm -hmm. as misunderstanders. That's what we do. That's what, because no. we're trying to score points for our team, we get online to misunderstand you and bolster the beliefs and prejudices that we already have. Yeah, I'm just trying to duck on you and then score for my squad. There it is. Yeah. There I'm it is. I'm not coming to the discussion looking to reason and understand what yeah. your perspective and yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I see it all the time. And so the, there is no, the prerequisite of moving forward in any conversation is reason. Right. This is what God says to his people. Come, let us reason together. Right. If we cannot lay these things out honestly, and we being willing to own where we're off. Right. Then there cannot be progress. Right. And social media, unfortunately, has become a hotbed for people who basically go to war for their tribe. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that does not show off the light of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That just shows out, shows off the strength of your particular team. Right. I'm That's not it. interested in scoring points for my team. Right. I don't have a team. Right. My uh, Well, outside King... Team Jesus, yeah. the kingdom of God is only that I'm trying to bring light to that over the light to my own career, mm -hmm. the light to my own personal name. Right. I want him to be seen, known, experienced. If that is the case, then I'm going to say, as Charles Spurgeon said, Jesus did not waste his time on the self-righteous and neither will I. So if we want to get into, you know, this sort of, you know, I sit from my position of of scholarly YouTube, you know, <laughs> YouTube university, YouTube university YouTube seminary, you know, and, or, or outrage, uh, university. Like, right. or, and, and I didn't like that you did that. And, and God bless you, brother. You're trolling me. Oh, bring it right. Troll away because you will not affect the thing that God is doing with what we are doing. Right. And that's my focus. And that is mainly to be a light in this world, not to have these in-house you know, team yeah. debates. Yeah, team debates are, are, are rarely, rarely ever beneficial. Absolutely. 
my brain Might be a bullet in my name Yeah, but I don't go to play I just, okay yeah, I can't be A Got that juice, that protein shake Yeah, yes, I'm on my way Yeah, as they just get heated The mission defeated Did you get the way line? Like you said what now? Did you get the way, the way line? Yes, I'm on I my just, way. I just got that. Protein shake. I didn't, I, I, yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, a little got bit that of... that juice, that protein uh, shake. Okay. Yeah, yes, I'm on my way. Yeah. Fire. Uh, Fire. Yeah. Jesus and where your allegiance love who you agree with. You put in your body right over the kingdom. No way. Okay, okay. Yeah. Can you speak quickly, really quickly, about people putting their party over the kingdom? What's oh that about? Oh, my gosh. What is oh that about? Oh, my gosh. If we love people based on their political affiliations, we are not loving people. We are loving the image of ourselves. If we, sorry, yes. that's just we got. We have to drop the bomb on that. Yo, like I am struck mm. by how much we have merged Jesus with whatever politician we want to win and we've merged Jesus with all of the particulars of our party, man. Syncretism. It's syncretism. That's what it is. It is a ungodly patriotism and you see it in its teeth and its ugliness when it exacts itself against other Christians who don't agree. Right. That's man. That's the key. I did not uh, vote for Barack Obama. That's another, mm-hmm. another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, although, it, by the end of his presidency, there was so much about what he represented uh, that I could absolutely get behind. Right. Why are um, you but acting that way? I had a brother who said publicly that he voted for Barack Obama. And brother, you would have thought he said he voted for Hitler. And I understand that there's some problems <clears throat> that Christians should rightly have right. with the Obama presidency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But man, the fact that you are willing to discredit the spirit of God's work in somebody's life because they debated for, because uh, they voted for an opponent of your political party, right. that shows me that you have greatly missed the boat on what it means to love your brother, do good to all men, especially those in the household of faith. And I am wanting to bring a light on that and saying, you may have good points. Maybe we, maybe we don't give enough attention to some of the things that you think we should give attention to. Right. But the moment that those things become the basis of your heart, your compassion, your service, and your commitment to your brothers and sisters, you have stepped outside of Christianity and you're into something else. Right. Every single party, Democrat, Republican, donkeys, elephants, it's, it's, it won't be in the kingdom. Yeah. It's all on its way out. Yes. It is a part of the world in 1 John 2, yes. 15 is that away. is passing away. Yes. And you can't make a good argument for eternity if you are weaponizing that which is leaving against your brothers and sisters. Right. So I, you know, I see it. Yeah. And I hope that folks will stop doing it. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Me too. It's crazy because people even justify actions of their political party that are clearly unbiblical for the sake of endorsing the political party. Yes. Which is another way in which we put yes. party over Jesus. Yes. yes when I'm yes, trying yes. to justify clear ungodly actions and compromises and justifications and rationalizations of stuff that is ungodly and clearly goes against scripture from a, for either a, a certain political candidate or my party overall on either side. Yeah. I'm putting party over Jesus. You're putting party point. over Jesus. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We got, yeah, let's, that's good. That's good. We stuff. got, we got to move. My brain, yeah. I'm your navigator, yeah. Wavy 
the flow, you can take it to go. Sauce in the bag and it's great with a coat. Diddy the bop and I can't revolt. Worthy the land that was slain on the slow. Straight I don't think y'all got that Diddy revolt line. That was hey, ill. Hey, you caught it. Said I'm straight from the stove. I've been placing the dough without baking the soda. Got grace by the boat. I've been saved by the flow. Joe with the cold. Color boy hope. Hey. Okay, okay. Yeah. Lincoln on my brain. brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Matthew McConaughey. Okay, 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 okay. To honest Abe, I hope y'all caught honest that too. Abe, Abraham Lincoln, yes. and Cain and Abel. Yes. Ah, look at them picking up on the bars. See, some of these we just we just go let it play and let y'all try to. You know, it, 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 it ain't that we speaking too fast that you're listening too you slow. Listening too slow. you are not what you tweet not what you tweet you are what you change man i i understand how it feels like if you can get behind a hashtag if you can put an emblem of some movement if you can say that you disagree with some injustice, that it feels like you are a part of actually dealing with that issue. Right. But the reality is tweeting is easy. Changing profile uh, pictures, painting uh, your Facebook a certain color in the header. Mm -hmm. um, hashtags are easy because viralness is just that man it's it's viral but viral content doesn't have teeth to it right it doesn't viral. have roots to it it's right. just viral yeah i mean it's it's like the one hit wonder type of thing right. anybody smoke, smoke can have a moment right and what we cannot do is take wildly important issues we cannot take wildly important matters and reduce them to hashtags and moments. Right. If we do not get off of our Twitter page and off our Instagram and off our Facebook, after we've posted, praise God for posting, awareness matters. Right. But if you do not then get boots on. Right. And walk out and do something about it. It's like literally tweeting about poverty, stepping over a poor person, yeah. a homeless person. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, man, we got to really do something about this. Got to do something about this. As you're passing over all of the homeless people on absolutely. the street, tweeting about poverty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to do something about all this racial injustice. As I stay secluded, secluded in my my racial majority church and racial majority right. job and my racial majority community, my racial majority family. Mm -hmm. How I, there, there is no benefit ultimately to movements that start and stop at tweets. So I just want to say, brothers and sisters, if it is talking about faith, and this isn't just talking about missional, like doing stuff that's socially missional. Right. I'm talking about like just, just Jesus in general. Uh -huh. Like if I can, like if I'm reading the Bible to find interesting quotes for, for my Twitter feed, if I'm wanting to look spiritual as opposed to being spiritual, if I want to seem loving as opposed to being loving, loving Jesus isn't, your judgment isn't based on what you intended in tweets. Right. 
I'm not trying to, because here's the thing about social media. Social media is largely about winning the perception of other people. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I want to say something that catches you right. with my product or with my song or whatever it is. And there's some merit to that. There's some marketing to that. And I don't think marketing is wrong. Yeah. But man, if you merge that with what it means to have a real relationship with God, where basically you are far more godly, spiritual, focused, and strengthened on uh -huh. Facebook and Twitter than you are in real life, to the point that people following you see this stuff and be like, is this the same person that cursed me out yesterday? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's I'm saying that, and not to say there's not going to be inconsistencies or hypocrisy in all right, of our right, lives, right, of but the point is that where's your emphasis? Mm -hmm. It's not to maintain the profile picture, social media version of KB is not primarily who's going to stand before God. Yeah, it's just the avatar, man. My avatar doesn't stand before God. Right. Kevin Elijah Burgess stands before God. Right. And the way that I am in my house when the, my fans are not watching, that person, that's what change flows out of. Mm -hmm. And if we take our hunger for change and literally reduce it to 144 characters— uh, and not actual, real, tangible, executable, demonstrable actions. Right. Uh, then we, we we don't move the ball up the court. It's so crazy too because social media makes it very easy Down for you to um, <clears throat> be whoever you want to be. You yeah. can be whoever you want to be on social media yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's it, it's really a a self marketing platform in which you can craft your image the way that you want it to be. Right, 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 right. You can be much more godlier than you are. You can be much more knowledgeable than you really are. Um, but like you said, man, the real us is who God sees and yes. what we're doing in real life. And it's very easy to, to be, um, you know, just a, a, a Twitter activist. Yes, it's, very, absolutely. it's very easy to do that. Um, and not really be doing anything on the ground. Absolutely. I it, will say this it's too. It's very easy. You are. And it costs you nothing. That's why it's easier. Yes. You don't have to make any sacrifices. Yeah. You don't have to be inconvenienced. You don't right. have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I think the, you are, you are not what you tweet. You are what you change is also, a a sort of mantra for my life mm -hmm. because I want to be the first to say, which I didn't say first, should have been the first to say that I also fall into that trap. Yeah. I feel like if, all of us. If I've gotten other people excited about Jesus because I put a dope tweet up and it got a lot of love that somehow I am excited about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can put up a, a dope statement that I somehow and I got a dope life. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I can tweet about prayer and not pray. You can just do that mug so secondhandly, bro. That's so true. It's so like, like, just We're all natural. Guilty. Like involuntary. Right. In, 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 involuntarily. Right. So what I'm advocating for is that KB cannot be leading people through his tweets and not leading his own heart in the way that he lives his life. Amen. I cannot be the stellar image of godliness and insight to my fans. And yet in my house, we are essentially watching me sitting on a corner on the phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? There is a disconnect that you can become comfortable with if you're not careful to watch the difference between Twitter reality and real life. Right. Right. Yeah. Man, that's good. That is good. That's good. Let's move. 
Jiggy real cold, killer, not a fear bone in them and the kids roll with them. Ooh. We ain't throwing trash at the window. Mm. Hey, you say the squad way little. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real gold ticket, got a real peace giver. It's a field goal hitter. Ooh. I got the squad in the house. Ooh. We just trying to fix it and flip it. Y'all boys talk, I put off. Yeah, like five on the dot, go that off. I'm not a star, throw that off. I'ma make this count no half off. Yeah. I am just different and talking about money moves. I'ma make this count no half off. Crazy. Hey, bars. Bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> You see Kevin's heart ain't no funny dude I keep it solid and I got the, I got the I can barely talk, I see what the sun is Nothing like my daddy, hope you see me That's your man's goal Simba in a Murcielago, lion in a lamb flow Henny grand dog, get a glance dog Jesus put it right to left Crossing all you sham gods all top it's If you do not know, the sham god is a crossover move That we do in yes. street ball uh-huh, uh-huh. And it is a move that breaks many ankles Yes, Has sent a lot of people to the hospital hospital yes. for her pride yes absolutely they call- <laughs> yo they call that joint the sham god the sham so, so kb said you know jesus put it right to the left crossing all you sham guys all you idols yes yeah, there you go baby Silly. double entendre much Liddy. <laughs> Van Gogh with your man's on Stretch tracks like a damn soul Hearing a ramble Till we go ramble Ample ammo And I'm out of the pan Handle the pan It's handled I'm cooking up a plan That can't fold fire Don't it expire like a can of campbells And if I get this picking Then never pack out the fingers The father packed up my vision No matter where my fans go When I just get this speaking About the way my faith goes I'm thinking about I'm dreaming about The way my faith flows I'm coming to make it loud With these holy bank codes We had the shit way before that case So go Bruh That's That's Come on <laughs> What are you doing, bro? That was just like, well, come on, why? Yeah, come, come on. Who you hurt you? Yeah. Somebody text me. That's who, just who like you? beating up the track. Who hurt you at that point? Yo, that's 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 like, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. That's man, overkill. I, I know. I, 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 Not they, a bad way. No, no, no. Blame it on Dreamville because they, you know, they were going crazy on the <laughs> album, and then Natalie sent to me and was like, "Man, that's what we got to be doing." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Then I'm gonna do aye, it, aye, Captain. Yeah. There's a line in there that meant a lot to me, though. Like, um, I was talking about essentially having a stance no matter where my fans go. Right. I think like, man, the way that I love my fans is to not be controlled by them. Mm. That is, Elaborate on that. That is probably <clears throat> the biggest difficulty for the artist is because love feels good, bro. Right. Like being venerated or- Praise, affirmation. Oh, it's nice. But man, ultimately human beings were made to reflect praise. Right. They're made to reflect it. Not absorb it. Not absorb it. I mean, it's like Tim Keller said, it's like it's like um, cologne. Like, it's good to have it on you, but don't drink it. Right. Because if you do, it'll mess stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's so much value in encouraging each other. We must do that. But that encouragement ought to not be connected from its source. That God encourages you through his people. And he praises, he, he uh, sort of allows you to experience praise for the good things that you're doing as a, a an expression of his affirmation of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't see it as God through your fans, you will often replace your fans. Excuse me. You replace God. If you don't see it as God through your fans, you'll oftentimes replace God with your fans. Oh, where you'll see them as your nourishment and what they need for you and what they want from you. Mm-hmm. But that is who you are. And the moment that they lose interest or turn on you, which is going to happen. Right. 
You either get off the horse or the horse throws you off. There's no way. Nobody rides the horse forever. You just can't do it. At some point, folks are going to get older, get different interests. It's just not going to always be the same. Mm-hmm. So what's, it, it is important for us to love our fans by appreciating the way they encourage us, but to not use that as a dependency, mm. that I need your encouragement. I need your opinion. I need, because ultimately, I lead my fans. And I think the HGA, you know, you know, if you want to call it a movement, whatever it is, wh- whoever composes the folks that say, KB's my God, for all of them, my heart is yours. I think about you. Like I said, don't nobody own us. I said, I'm in love with my core fans. Like, my fans are welcome here. I want to have an experience with them in everything that I do to maintain a kind of helpfulness to Right, them, right. Is to be sure that their opinions and then their, their, their desires for me Okay. Even the light and so their, their opinions about me, their, their desires for me and the light that they put on me. I keep all that the same. I put it in perspective. I hold it loosely mm-hmm. and I know that I will be most influential for their lives in an eternal way when I do not live for their acceptance. Mm-hmm. I do not live for their continued staying around that it is a part of what I do, but it is not the basis of what I do. Your support for me means so much. We can't do what we do without the support of our right, fans. Right. But the way that you support your fans back is you do not worship their support. Mm. That's how you show it back because that keeps you healthy. It keeps you focused and you're listening to what God would have for your people. That's good. Because God knows what needs to be in your music. Right. He knows what you need to be speaking about, things you need to do. And I want to keep that unblocked. I want to hear from you. What do you want, Lord, for our people? Right. And uh, and I think that we're all happy in the end. That's good. As a a result. That's good. That's good, man. I caught that. So yeah. that's a little the baby uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sugar flow. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Little baby, we got a king yeah. here. The anthem is taking a knee here. Yes. Can I, I just say this last it. thing? I know songs go over. Go ahead, go ahead. Songs over. So Native North is the name of our collective. Lincoln was from the North. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a native of North. So that's the native of the North. Yes. So that's what that's what I came from. Um, but uh, I fight for the union. I'm fighting for the unity of the brothers, like I, the, the brothers and the sisters. I want what Jesus wanted. John 17, the high priest, priestly prayer, mm-hmm. his last commission, his his last desire, what he's going for in his prayer for us is that we would be one. Right. We'd be unified. Mm-hmm. Then the world would know that Christ even came. Right. Like us disconnected, us divided is an indictment on the gospel. Mm-hmm. It discredits his coming mm-hmm. that the world is exposed to his coming through our loving each other in Christian unity. Mm-hmm. But lastly, I said the anthem is taking a knee here. With all the controversy around the national anthem and Colin Kaepernick and things that things that follow, NFL in general, all the controversies that exist there. Yeah. The believer, no matter where he fa- falls on the side of this, what side of the spectrum he falls on, you're a kneeler or you're a standard. Right. All right. The believer must realize that when the Bible says that every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow, mm-hmm. and they will recognize Jesus as Lord, it is talking to your country. Yes. It's talking to your country. 
whatever national anthem you sing. I'm a massive boxing fan, and I'm a pseudo boxer myself. Right. All right. I'm a gym boxer. <laughs> I watch fights where uh, from from people fighting each other from all over the world, Ukraine, yeah. uh, you know, come Russia, wherever. All these different places, and each time a national anthem is being sung, right? Each for each fighter, right? Each fighter yeah, from their have, country, yeah. Their you can, have, you can have several. If and if you're like from a couple nations, you can have a couple uh, anthems being sung, right? You know what I'm saying? A lot of Amer uh, Mexican American um, mm -hmm. boxers do that. Anyways, every anthem known to man will bow before the ultimate anthem, and this is Revelation. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Mm -hmm. That knees will be taken. So there's going to be enough kneeling to go around for everybody. Jesus is taking kneecaps. You hear me. And I don't want to lose sight of that, man. And it's I've, I myself have to fight for the reality because that is the trajectory of the universe. Or, and you can often get off of that and be focused on the trajectory of your side of the argument. Never forget the Lord Jesus, his investment is in his kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's his party. His policy is his glory. His people is his church. Mm -hmm. That must be preeminent on all other people's policies or parties. Amen. So, yeah. Man. Well, dog, this has been good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to definitely do more of this on Southside Rabbi. You yeah. know, when KB, especially when you release some some new singles and some new joints that are fire, we are going to do a deconstructed yes. episode, man. Like you said, and that are fire, because if it's not fire, we're just going to skip oh, over that song. Oh, yeah. We're just, <laughs> just like, hey, man, we, no, we won't do that one, bro. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, KB, we're going to have to. Man, you really missed the mark on that last song, put bro. put this one to death. <laughs> it was just hot garbage and... No, you don't make bad music, man. Um, you got a good team around you. Uh, you have a good ear. You're a beast. Thank you, bro. Um, so I'm not worried about that. But we uh, we definitely want to incorporate more of our deconstructed episodes. Mm -hmm. And we want y'all, we want the fans, we want you guys to actually bring you know questions to us. Ask us what you want, even about even about this episode. What do you want to hear? What do you what kind of things do you want to see deconstructed in KB's music? What questions do you have? Sure. And we'll try to get to some of those as well, man. Straight up, straight up. But hey, this has been Southside Rabbi. Southside Rabbi. And we love y'all. Peace. You know what it is. You not what you tweet. You are what you change. I'm a little hope killer, jiggy real cold killer, not a fear bone in them and the kids roll with them. We ain't throwing trash at the window. They just said it's quite way little. Little hope killer, it's a real go ticket, got a real piece giving, it's a field goal hitter. I got the squad.